All right. Well, I'm excited about this series. There's a couple more videos that go along with that and encourage you to check those out. Each of us have probably had a time in our life where we have made a decision that we wish we could go back, like the movie Back to the Future, go back, rewind, and do something different. Say something different, uh, have a different attitude, have a different response, uh, just one simple little thing, just a little, just one little tweak uh, that, that could have avoided so much pain, so much uh, distress, so much pain to us and to others. The book of Proverbs is a book that teaches you and I to live well and to avoid the pain of foolishness. Living wise leads to having a pretty good life. And so the book of Proverbs teaches us to live wise, to live in a, in a way that we're going with the grain of the universe and how God designed it and how God set it up. But living foolishly goes against the grain of God's design, the, the, the way that God has made things. And so from birth, we as, as children, we tend to make decisions. Children tend to make foolish decisions. Proverbs tells us that foolishness is bound up in, in the heart of a child, right? But the rod of correction will drive it away from them. And so we're, we're born with a natural tendency as children to make foolish decisions. So in life, if we're going to live well and experience a good life where we save ourselves from a lot of pain and, and, and train wreck, uh, then, then we must acquire wisdom in the journey. And those of us who are parents have made it our aim and our goal to help our children learn wisdom. To learn how to live well, we want to set them up for what life has for them. The book of Proverbs is so practical, it speaks down to nitty-gritty issues uh, concerning our finances, concerning parenting, concerning uh, relationships and how we relate to one another, our thoughts, our words, uh, our spirituality. The book of Proverbs speaks to various aspects of life, and if we're going to be a wise people, and live wisely, we need to heed the instructions that are given in the book of Proverbs. As Christians, we're, we're told to live wise lives. In Ephesians chapter 5, we're told to uh, don't be foolish, don't act foolishly, but, but live, live carefully. Be careful how you walk. Uh, redeem the times, for the days are evil, and walk in wisdom towards those who are outside. So we're told in, in the New Testament... To, to, to be a faithful Christian, we need wisdom. We need to walk in wisdom. We need to live well. And God, thankfully, has given us a book to help us with our wisdom. Okay, so here's the big idea. Here's where we're going. There are two main paths in life that people choose to follow. Pleasant benefits accompany those who follow the way of wisdom. And painful consequences accompany those who are on the wrong path. Wisdom teaches us to follow the good path. So there's, there's, two, there's two main ways in life that we can live. Okay, there's, there's, a, there's a road that leads to life. There's a road that leads to death. There's a way of wisdom. There's a way of foolishness. And, and so the book of Proverbs, one of the themes that, that you'll see throughout the book of Proverbs is you'll see this contrast. Okay, there's, there's a way. Uh, there's one way and there's, there's another way. 
And the book of Proverbs teaches us to follow God's way, to teach us to follow the way that he's designed. He knows how things work best. And so this book is attributed to Solomon. The first nine chapters, you'll hear this phrase, my son, or hear, O sons. Solomon speaking as a father is informing his children to walk in the way of wisdom. So the first nine chapters are exhortations to Solomon's children. Live wise, take heed. My son, listen, stay away from the immoral woman, uh, incline your ear to hear wisdom. And so we're going to start off here at Proverbs chapter 4, verse 1. Proverbs 4, verse 1. Hear, O sons, a father's instruction, and be attentive that you may gain insight. For I give you good precepts. Do not forsake my teaching. When I was a son with my father, tender, the only one in the sight of my mother, he taught me and said, let your heart hold fast my words, keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom, get insight. Do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will keep you. Love her and she will guard you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Whatever you get, get insight. Prize her highly and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a graceful garland. She will bestow on you a beautiful crown. Here's the first thing I want to point out that Proverbs teaches us. It's that wisdom is priority. Wisdom in all you're getting, get wisdom. Okay, And all that you're pursuing in life, make sure you don't miss this. Get wisdom. Because you can have lots of riches but then waste your life and like destroy yourself and destroy others with those riches. All right. You could have you could have a big family and yet not live wisely and destroy your family, hurt your family. You can have good success and work and, and do some good things with your job, but then not live wisely and destroy your, your job and destroy those that you work with. And so Proverbs teaches us how to save ourselves some pain. Proverbs teaches us how to live the good life. Proverbs teaches us the way, the, the path of life. Wisdom is, the, the Hebrew word for wisdom is hokmah. And the word hokmah means uh, skill. It's often translated wisdom, but it's like, it's like a skill. And one of the ways that we could see wisdom, or one of the ways to illustrate what wisdom is like, is wisdom is like driving, Okay, wisdom is like driving. Just think back when you first started driving, how it felt when you first got in a car. Okay, and you were learning to drive. Okay, you maybe were a little bit nervous, and there was there was some reverence. You know, you're you're realizing that you can make a wrong turn. Uh, you can you need to know what the what the walls are. You need to know how to run the car, and so to drive a car well. To drive well, you need sound judgment, all right? You need sound judgment. You need, as, as, as you're driving down the road and somebody pulls out in front of you, you need to make a sound judgment as to when to put the brake on or when to step on the gas and try to avoid that car that's about to hit you. You need sound judgment, right? Okay? And then you need to be attentive, when you're driving, you need to be attentive. You need to be alert. You need to be focused on what's ahead of you. You can't be uh, checking the news or your notifications on your smartphone or, uh, or the football game or whatever else. That, foolish driving is, is looking at your phone while you're trying to drive. All right? I know I'm stepping on some toes here, including my own. 
But here, here's a word of wisdom. When you're driving, put the phone down. Okay? Put the phone down. There, there are so many accidents that are caused because people aren't focusing, aren't paying attention, and they're focused on their phone, and then boom! They're driving foolishly. All right? And they get in a wreck. Save yourself an accident. And, and, and heed wisdom, okay? So wisdom is like driving, okay? Uh, another component with driving is you gotta, you got to follow the rules, okay? So here's, here's a probability, a, wis, a wise probability. If, you, if you're always breaking the traffic rules, you're, likely, you're more likely to get in a wreck. And you're more likely to get a ticket and get in trouble, right? All right? And so, so wise people learn to obey the rules, so there's this moral component, this integrity component when it comes to, to wisdom. Wisdom and uprightness and integrity go hand in hand. They go together. And so, so wisdom is necessary if we're going to be good drivers. Wisdom is like, like driving, like learning how to drive. You need sound judgment. You need to be alert. You need to follow the rules. Those are just basic things. Okay, When our kids get to be teenagers, okay, we're going to be feeling it. And we're going to want them to be wise drivers right on the road. And now check this out. You can save yourself from accidents and save your insurance, your, your monthly insurance uh, price for, on your, for your car insurance if you'll, if you'll drive wisely. But then there are exceptions. You can, you can be the best driver, use sound judgment, always follow the rules, always be paying attention. But you know what? There are fools out there on the road that don't drive wisely. And you can't keep them from hitting you. So there are exceptions, okay? When it comes to life, you know, we can, we can generally learn how God's way of living, the way of wisdom, and, and avoid much pain and much destruction and, and have a pretty peaceful, good life if we follow the way of wisdom. But we can't always keep away those foolish drivers out there. Uh, we can't always control when those folks at TxDOT, the, the engineers, the road engineers, when they, when they make a mistake, on, on the road and there's some faulty road design. We, you know, we can't, we can't fix that. So there are exceptions, right? There, there are some except like when a bridge falls down. And so, so wisdom teaches us to, to make sound judgment. It teaches us to, to heed the, the, the instructions. It teaches us to be alert, to listen over and over and over in Proverbs. You'll hear these words, be attentive, listen, hear. All right, those of us who are parents who are trying to teach and train our children, is that not something that we have to say over and over? Listen, listen, like we're, and if they're going to be wise, they have to listen. They have to listen to their father's instruction and their mother's instruction. So wisdom is priority. If you want to live a pretty good life, then get wisdom. Okay, I think everybody, every one of us wants that, right? If you want to avoid damaging relationships and messing up your job and wasting your finances on foolish things and, and, and just making really painful decisions in life, then get wisdom. Okay, I think that should be a motivator for us. The, for those of us who've experienced debt before, the pressures of financial debt and making some foolish financial decisions, like that can motivate you to want to be wise in your spending, right? Like you can feel the pain of that and be like, I am not going back there, right? So the book of Proverbs teaches us stuff like that. Like don't, don't do that. Those of us who've said things we shouldn't have said and destroyed relationships and damaged relationships, and the Proverbs has so much to say about our words, the things that we say, get wisdom, Wisdom is priority. So that's going to be over and over. It's a, it, Proverbs tells us, seek wisdom, prize wisdom, pursue wisdom. 
And, and wisdom, in a sense, is, is pursuing us. It, Proverbs says wisdom's crying out, hey, hey, listen, come, follow me. Listen. She cries out in the streets. Anybody who will hear, come on, just listen. And so we need to heed the wisdom that, that God is trying to speak to us through. Uh, the next thing I want to point out here is that that wisdom is uh, parentally transferred. Notice what Solomon says here. He says, when I was a son with my father, tender, the only one in the sight of my mother, he taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom. Get insight. Do not, for, do not forget. Do not turn away from her from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her. She will keep you. Love her. She will guard you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Whatever you get, get insight. Prize her highly and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a graceful garland. She will bestow on you a beautiful crown. And so wisdom is to be priority. We're to prize it. We're to, we're to seek it. And then wisdom is to be parentally transferred through parents through moms and dads solomon was known as one of the wisest men in the world right this this brother had some insight from god he had godly parents king david was his dad okay and his mom was Bathsheba. okay and so that was that was his he's referring back to there he's he's saying this is what my dad told me and i'm telling you sons i'm telling you children this is what my dad told me when I was a son, when I was the only one in the sight of my mother. He said, let your heart hold fast to my words and keep my commands. Get wisdom. Get wisdom. Whatever you get, get insight. Prize her and she will exalt you. This responsibility of transferring wisdom to the next generation isn't on a teacher. It isn't on the government. It is on parents. It's the parents' responsibility, uh, according to to Deuteronomy 6, to diligently teach our children to love the Lord, to follow the Lord, to, to, to pursue the Lord. And, 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 and we see here, we see wisdom is transferred. Some of, us, some of us have had godly parents. We grew up with godly parents. And, and, and we've learned things from them, like maybe how to, how to use money wisely or, or just different skills. Maybe a trade we picked up from our parents uh, maybe their, their walk with the Lord, their relationship with the Lord. Uh, many of us had that, right? Uh, and then many of us haven't. Many of us, many of us have had parents that made some really foolish decisions and we followed in their footsteps. Or maybe we, we've intentionally tried to avoid follow, following in their footsteps. We do not. We saw the pain and the destruction of going down that path and we don't want to go that way. And so I, I want to say for those of us who didn't have godly parents, there is hope for you and I who didn't have parents that were walking with the Lord in, in our childhood because ultimately wisdom comes from the Heavenly Father. It comes from God, from, from knowing God as your Father, the, the all-wise one. Wisdom ultimately comes from God. Uh, Proverbs chapter 2 says that God gives wisdom. So it, it's a gift. It's something that he gives to us. It's insight that he, he gives to us. It's not something that we, we conjure up in and of ourselves. It's revelation from him. It's insight that comes from him. And we're to seek it as it's coming from him. And you know what? It comes through parents. It comes through parents. It does come through teachers. It does come through other wise counselors. Uh, but parents 
have a responsibility of training their children to live well, to raising them up, sending them out. So Solomon, so when Solomon got older, Solomon became king, following his dad's footsteps. He was faced with a pretty significant uh, role. I mean, just just imagine when you're the president or when you're a king, there are so many decisions to make. So many judgments to make. What, what, do, you, what do we do, king? What, who, who, you know, are we going to go to war? Are we going uh, to build this? Are we going to invest our money in this? Or what do we do with this group of people and so on? There's so many different decisions that leaders have to make. So Solomon, in 1 Kings chapter 3, he becomes king. And, and, and when he becomes king, he has a dream, and the Lord appears to him in a dream. And, the Lord, uh, and he asks the Lord. He asked the Lord for, uh, not for riches, not for his enemies to be destroyed, not for honor and glory for himself. He asked the Lord for good judgment that he might lead the people of God well. And you know what? It pleased God. It pleased God that Solomon, following in his father's footsteps, heeding the instructions of his father, David, he, he sought wisdom from God. Solomon realized that he couldn't lead well in his own resources and in his own ability and his own understanding. So he asked God for, for insight, for good judgment, for discernment, so that he might lead his people well. And God was pleased to give him that, and Solomon became one of the wisest, one of the wisest people on the face of the earth. And God, because he asked for the right thing, God decided to give him the riches decided to give him victory over his enemies, decided to give him honor and glory beyond any other king on the face of the earth at that time. And so right after that, this is, this is awesome. I love this story. So right after Solomon in the dream, God appears to him and he asks for wisdom. God gives it to him. Solomon's faced with a decision. There's these two ladies. They're, they both live in the same house and one of their babies die. They both have infants. One of their babies die. And they go before King Solomon, the wise king. They go before him. And they're like, they're like, my, my baby died and, 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 and then she stole my baby. No, no, no. My baby died and she stole my baby. He's, he's like having the judge and make a decision. Like, whose baby is this? They both had infants. They lived in the same house. One of them died. And, 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 and they're both claiming that the infant that's alive is their baby. So Solomon, in his wisdom, he says, okay, get the sword. We're going to cut that baby in half right now. And one of them was like, no, no, please spare the life of the child. Take, take the baby. You, spare the life of the child. The other one says, no, no, cut it in half. If, if, you know, just cut the baby in half. And Solomon discovered who's the, who the mother was by the response of, of him saying, cut the baby in half. He said, give it to the one who was wanting to spare the life of the child. Right? And so it says that Israel, they stood in awe of the wisdom that Solomon had. Okay? So he, he got wisdom from God. And he, he made good decisions. He made good judgment. And, and so he spent his life studying and acquiring all this wisdom. And we have the book of Proverbs for you and I to study. And I want to encourage us... To add to our Bible reading plan, a proverb a day. We're about to start. So there, there are 31 proverbs uh, in the book of Proverbs. And there are typically, you know, 30, 31 days in a month. And so what I've done often, and many Christians have done this for, for years, 
have take, I've taken, you know, today's what, the 28th? So you take Proverbs 28. Read Proverbs 28. Okay? Tomorrow's the 29th. Read Proverbs 29. So read a proverb a day. Get wisdom. Get insight from God. Let God speak to you and give you wisdom concerning your life. Listen to a wise man who received wisdom from God. Amen? And so wisdom is to be parentally transferred. It's to be transferred through moms and dads, and then ultimately through our Heavenly Father, we get wisdom that comes from Him. Amen? Verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 10, it says, Hear, my son, accept my words, that the years of your life may be many. I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you in paths of uprightness. When you walk, your step will not be hampered. If you run, you will not stumble. Keep hold of instruction and do not let it go. Guard her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not go on it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they cannot sleep unless they have done wrong. They are robbed of sleep unless they have made someone stumble. They eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter on the full day. The way of the wicked is deep darkness and they do not know they do not know over what they stumble. And so next thing I want to highlight is that wisdom teaches us to consider our path and its outcome. Okay? Over and over, there's this contrast of two different paths, two different ways in the book of Proverbs. It teaches us to consider it. It, it lays out for us the pros and the cons of each path. Here's what's going to happen if you go down this path. Here, and this is good parenting, by the way. If you want to be a good mom or dad teaching your children wisdom... Soak in the Proverbs and, and lay, out, lay out the pros and the cons for your children. Help them see the, the outcome of their path. Help them to consider the path that they're on, the way that they're going. I have, I have stood in front of so, and, and engaged in conversation with so many young people and so many grown-ups who have gone down the path of foolishness and wickedness and sin, and they've destroyed their lives. They've, they've wasted their money. They've, they've wasted their health. They've wasted their strength. They've wasted their time. They've destroyed relationships. And, they, and their life is in shambles. And they're, they're in pain. And, and they're in despair. And it's all because they didn't choose the way of wisdom. They didn't choose to follow God's way. And so when I, when I instruct my kids and, 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 and teach them, I, I think about those who've gone the way of uh, foolishness, those who've gone the way of wickedness and destroyed their lives. And I can tell them, son, this is what it looks like. And I myself have gone that path. And thank God I didn't die living in, in, in sin and living the way that I was living in foolishness. Living foolishly is painful. So, so here's the contrast. So there's, there's several different contrasts. Here's just a few of the contrasts. For, for us to consider our path and consider its outcome, it's life versus death. Okay, over and over, the proverb says, it'll be life to you. If you heed these words of wisdom, it'll be life to you. Your, your days will be longer. You'll live longer, but then you'll also have better quality of life. Like, you'll be able to enjoy life more. You won't always be worried, like, what about this? What about this? What about that? You'll be able to, like, sit back and enjoy the life that God's given you, right? Proverbs teaches us that. It's wisdom versus foolishness. It's, it's honor versus shame. 
It's godly versus wickedness. Godliness versus wickedness. Generosity versus stinginess. Selfishness versus love. Hope versus despair. Purpose versus vanity. Security versus danger. So over and over in Proverbs, we'll see stuff like, if you walk in this way, your, your steps will not be hindered, as we just read there. Your ways, your ways will be secure. You'll, you'll, there'll be some sense of security because you're doing what's right. You're doing what's good. You're doing what's wise. Um, it's, it's reward versus punishment. Uh, it's peace versus violence. You go the wrong way, it, it, it brings violence. It brings this, it's justice versus injustice. It's light versus darkness. So there's, there's clarity. You're able to see, uh, verse 18, it says that the path of the righteous is like the, 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 the sun shining brighter and brighter on the noonday. So there's light on that path. So you're able to see where you're going versus being walking around in the dark, not knowing where you're at, not knowing where you're going. Okay. It's grace versus punishment. You walk in the way of wisdom then there's, there's grace, there's favor, there's blessing. It's purity versus immorality. So Proverbs 5 uh, and, and a couple of other places here in the first half instructs us to stay away from the immoral woman. Like don't let her entice you with her lips. You know, don't let her draw you away. Okay, so stay away from immorality, uh, it teaches us. It, it's, it's health versus sickness. Um, there's benefits, if you will, of, of health uh, if, you, if you follow the way of wisdom. Prosperity versus poverty. And I'm not a prosperity preacher, but there are, there are instructions here and benefits that come along with you. Make wise decisions and things are just going to go well for you. I might start getting a whole bunch of amens if I start preaching on that. Uh, but, but that's just true. I mean, it's just true. It's just generally speaking, that's the way life works. You make wise decisions and you're going to do well financially. But if you blow your money on stuff that you shouldn't be buying, getting in the debt, I mean, it, you're just going to experience pain and stress in your, your finances. So wisdom teaches us to consider the path that we're on and the outcome. Think about, think about what path you're on and think about where you're going. This morning, I want to encourage you to think about not only the path that you want to go on, but what's the path that you're on right now? Okay, what path are you on right now? So I assume and I perceive that most of us are on the path of life, on the path of wisdom. We're following God. We got, I think that's the case mostly here. But, but you know, and God knows. And so consider what path you're on and consider its outcome. Don't, don't just consider what path you want to be on. What path are you really on? Are you on the way of wisdom, the path of life? Are you following God's way? Are you going with the grain of his design for the universe and the world and for your life? Are you on that path? And so consider that. Consider the benefits. Consider the consequences. Think about where it's going, the path that you're taking. Jesus used this kind of, he used this analogy in his teaching. He talked about two different paths. So in Proverbs, there's, this is something that's repeated. Uh, Jesus followed this wisdom tradition when he said in Matthew seven thirteen through 14, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. For, for the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. And so Jesus talked about this. There's two different ways. There's two different paths. There's this broad way that's easy and a lot of people are there. Just go have fun. Just take it easy. 
Do your thing. Go with the flow. Go with the, the flow of the world. Or there's this narrow, hard way that leads to life, and there's, there's less people on it. It's not, it's not popular. The way of life, the way of wisdom, it's not popular. The way of uprightness and integrity, it's not popular. So you go that way, and it may be hard. There may be few people on it, but it leads to life. And you know what? It's not joyless as well. There's joy accompanied with it. We experience joy on that path. There's peace on that path. And then there's, there's life. The, the outcome of following Jesus and following wisdom leads to life. So wisdom also teaches us to choose the good path. So we're to consider what, what path we're on, consider the outcome of that path, and then we're to, to choose the good path. Uh, one of the things that I've prayed for as a dad for my children is that my kids would be like Jesus who grew in wisdom in stature and found favor with God and man. Luke 2.40 and Luke 2.52. Jesus was, he grew and he developed as a, as, a, as a young man, as a boy. And one of the things we're told in his development, in his childhood, is that he grew in wisdom. He grew in that. He, he grew in, uh, he, he found wisdom. He found favor with God and man. He increased in wisdom is what it says. And so that's a great prayer to pray for your kids. To, to pray that God would help them to grow in wisdom, to, to find favor with God and with man. We want our kids to be like Jesus, to reflect Jesus and to follow the path of life. And, and in doing so, um, you know, Proverbs tells us, Proverbs 10.1 10, says that a wise son makes his father glad. A wise son makes his father glad, but a foolish son is sorrow, brings sorrow to his mother. A wise son makes his father glad, but a foolish son brings sorrow to his mother. So his parents, it's going to be to our joy or to, to our sorrow whether or not we train our children in the way of wisdom. And so that should motivate us. Uh, going back there, that should motivate us to, to urge our children to choose the good path, to choose the way of wisdom, to follow that. So we're told, uh, do not enter the path of the wicked. Do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not go on it. Turn away from it and, and pass on. But the paths of the righteous are like the light of dawn, which shines, shines brighter and brighter in the noonday. So we're urged to choose that path. So consider your path and its outcome. Choose the good path. Consider the, the options, consider the benefits, consider the consequences. And then how do we get that wisdom? That, that the fear of the Lord is the very beginning of that wisdom. So it starts with reverence for God. If you're going to become wise, it all boils down to you having a reverence and a respect for God. Fear God. Uh, also listening to God. Listen, incline your ear to hear from God and from wise counselors. Befriend wise people. Walk with wise people, the scripture says in Proverbs that, that he who walks with wise men will be, but a companion of fools will be. All right. Back when I was, when I was young, we, me and my friends used to call each other fools. That was, that was our language. Say fool. That was our language. And you know what? I, I, I don't recommend calling anybody fool now, but that was true about us. We were foolish. We were, we were genuinely fools. And we made decisions that were very foolish, that were very hurtful and painful to ourselves and to our families. I was a foolish son who brought sorrow to his mother. And I don't want to bring sorrow to my mom or to anybody. 
I don't want to bring sorrow to my own life, to my family. I want to delight God. I want to be a wise son who brings joy to his heart. And I want, I want to be a, a blessing and a delight to others that, that know me. Um, parents, I think we desire that for our families. We, we want to walk in wisdom so that our spouses would be blessed, so that our children would be blessed. Uh, young people, I think you desire that. You want to, to be a blessing to your parents, right? You want to be a blessing to those around you. So, so get wisdom. Fear God. Reverence God. Incline your ear to God. Listen. Be attentive. Befriend godly people, wise people. Walk with them. Don't hang out with fools. You may have fun hanging out with fools. and you, It may be entertaining watching some of the things that fools do and listening to some of the the funny things that fools say, but don't hang out with them because it'll lead to your own destruction. It'll affect you in a negative way. And then we're told in James that if anybody lacks wisdom, I love this, that you and I can ask God. We can just simply come to God and and say, God, give me wisdom. I've made some bad decisions. I've hurt some folks. I'm messing up. I need wisdom. And so ask God for it. He will graciously give it to you. He will generously give it to you. He wants to give wisdom to you more than you even want it. Y'all know that? God wants to give you wisdom more than you even want it. And then spend time in Scripture. Spend time meditating on Scripture, uh, allowing the Scripture to influence your heart and your mind. The Scripture is loaded with wisdom for us. And then learn from your life experience. Don't be like the fool who, it says uh, in Proverbs that like a dog uh, returns to its vomit, so a fool returns to his folly. That's what fools are like. They're like a dog that goes back to their vomit over and over again. Sorry, but that's the Bible. Uh, And so don't be like that dog that goes back digging around in its vomit. You know, That's, 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 that's foolishness. And so learn from your life experiences when you make bad decisions relationally, when you make bad decisions financially, when you make bad decisions uh, parenting or, or maritally in your, in your, in your uh, marriage, when you make bad decisions, learn from those painful experiences. Let the reproofs of life be instruction to you. And so learn from those. An um, ordinary man uh, learns from his own experiences okay a normal ordinary person learns from their own experiences a wise person learns from the experiences of others okay you don't have to go through the pain of making some dumb decisions financially relationally vocationally with with your business you don't have to go through you can save yourself a lot of pain by getting wisdom heeding wisdom that comes through other counselors and other godly people heeding the wisdom that's laid out for us in scripture you can save yourself a whole lot of pain so a normal person an ordinary person learns from their own experiences a wise person learns from the experiences of others but a fool learns from nobody's experiences okay so let's be wise and get wisdom that comes from God. Amen. Let's live well. Let's, let's ask God to help us, to, to instruct us. Let's incline our ears to hear what he's saying to us. Think about, think about the, the way that you're going. Think about the path that you're on. Think about the outcome of your life. Think about the way you're investing your time, the way that you're investing in relationships and so on. So I'm going to pray and we're going to, We're going to close. So, Father, thank you for your people. 
and thank you for your word. Thank you that you you care for us and you want to save us the pain of making foolish decisions. And Father, we ask we ask in faith this morning that you would fill our hearts with wisdom and insight and understanding and that we would go the way of wisdom. We I pray for the young people that are here. I know that um, the young people are just in a plate in a time in life where um, they're faced with so many decisions and, and they're just they're choosing the, the trajectory of their lives. And I just pray for these young people that are here that you would help them to choose that path that would be pleasant and joyful and that would lead to life. God, keep them, lead them not into temptation, deliver them from evil. We pray for our children here at City Church. God, we desire to train up these young ones and teach them your ways. We desire to teach them to live well. So, God, may we model it for them. May they see the benefits of living wisely in our lives. May they see, experience the sweetness of it, the pleasantness of living wise in our lives. And may they receive from it. May they heed the wisdom that comes from you. And may it flow through us into the lives of our children. God, may we grow like Jesus who grew in wisdom and found favor with you and man. May we do the same. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And lift up the light of his countenance on you and give you his peace.